I don't know why I automatically start singing like Wisp. It's like I'm coming out of a break, <laughs> a, like a hawk break, and I'm like, da, 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 you, da, da, do. Because Wisp is who you are in your truest sense. <laughs> in my truest sense, it is really who I am. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Hawk Rock Talk. Welcome the back com- to Hawk Rock Talk. Oh, welcome back to Hawk Rock Talk, the companion podcast uh, to 108.9 The Hawk. We do a bunch of these. This is where we like to be ourselves and do a deep dive into some classic rock staples. Exactly. A lot of, exactly. A lot of people say, uh, you know, the one thing that they love about 108.9 The Hawk um, is that we know so much about classic rock. And That's you true. don't have to know anything about classic rock to love the hawk. No. The hawk is just stupid in its own world. If you've ever listened to a classic rock radio station, that's really what makes this whole podcast for you. On the what? way to my son's holiday show, I listened to On the, uh, the way Christmas to my radio. Son's holiday show. I listened to a Christmas radio. And I was listening to the DJ do uh, Rest in Peace to someone. And like it was such a clunky, like oh. just like and that'd be like and so here's David Bowie singing Little Drummer uh, Boy, literally. literally that, and weird. I was like, and I told Chrissy, I was like, we have been resting in power, everyone lately on Dog everybody because it's just everybody. so clunky whenever it happens. Oh my! I listened God. to a five minute discussion from a lady talking about Christmas cards and how she doesn't send them out because she's a single woman. And I was like, what? You have to fill time. You have to fill time right now. What does that do? What is that like? It had nothing to do with the song they had played or were about to play. And I was like, God, we nail it sometimes. Here's the thing. And I'm I'm not blowing smoke up our own asses. But but, toot toot. uh, Toot toot. uh, To quote Big Truck. Hits 103's Big Truck. Um, We are better radio djs than most than most <laughs> radio, radio DJs. djs yes which is very funny to me because i listen i was listening to an over uh, a night show mm-hmm. on one of the local stations in la i'm not gonna um i'm not gonna put anyone on blast because K-bark. you know we want these uh huh what was it k bark k bark yeah let's just say it was it's for dogs it's a dog yeah yeah yeah, show. yeah yeah no it wasn't them it wasn't them but uh they're, they're nighttime guy like his sweepers were playing and it was trying so hard to be funny. Oh, boy. And it was the least funny thing I've ever heard in my life. And then they had a caller call in and you could tell it was one of those things where he had a conversation with the caller off air mm-hmm. and then went back in and edited his funny lines. Oh, boy. To interact with what the caller had already said. And it was and we can hear it, people. Like, oh, my God. I can hear it on podcasts when there are harsh edits. And oh, I'm you fine. Can, yes. Dick around on a podcast. Who cares? Hey, you dick but around like, all you want. You dick around all you want. But I do. I can sometimes hear when I'm like, how is this professional making money podcast? I hear edited I, I, so poorly. <laughs> just just hire us. Yeah. We will give you a morning show. Oh, God. With yeah. a full cast of characters that are basically just us. How easy would that be? How we possibly how? know more about classic rock than the DJs that are right. talking about the two songs they have to remember. You would have five <laughs> DJs in the morning show and you would only have to pay two for five. Look, 
honestly that you take the five salaries and you break it down for two people and that's literally all it would have to be i mean that's a deal i say to the yeah. to terrestrial radio right there yeah serious we'll do it sure let's serious do it. <laughs> poseidon radio come on poseidon radio we are we are on it let's do get, this get us on but hey guys that's not what we're talking about today today we're talking about some rock and roll and some classic rock and jeff uh this is one of your bands so i'm gonna let you take the lead people we are doing it we have to do it they're one of the most uh important metal bands i believe uh in the in the history of metal leading into even sub sub genres of metal we have to cover rainbow this is of you course get, uh depending on which you gotta depending on which record you're talking about this is richie blackmore's rainbow yes. or rainbow or back to richie blackmore's rainbow <laughs> <laughs> for the final album he was just like well maybe i was onto something there I think I got it right the first time. I think I got oh, it right from oh, the Beatles. B- oh, it's my birthday again today. <laughs> Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to me. <laughs> Here's another magical. Every uh, day. And if, and if you're listening and you're wondering why we say every day is Richie Blackmore's birthday, because when we started even doing before the Hawk. Yeah came good rock facts and that was an account that we still do but it kind of happens more on the Hawk account now yeah. uh, between the two. That was and a mid pandemic. Yes. We are losing it. Let's make some funny jokes. Let's idea. make some funny classic rock related jokes. And it was you, me, and our buddy uh, Alex Scordellis. And we were making jokes. And then, you know, we talked. To, then Biden went, won the election. And I made a deal that if Biden won Georgia, yeah. <laughs> I would do a full radio sh- show like I was back on 96 Rock. Yes. And, and then we it. just and then we decided, well, let's not do 96 Rock. Let's do 108.9 The Hawk, which was a joke I've always like whenever in a lot of my sketches at UCB Theater in New York, whenever I would reference a, ra- a radio station or have a clip play from a radio station, it would be The Hawk. And so and, and I said this should be located in Valverde. And because you said Valverde. I am like every 80s action movie. Uh, use Valverde as my go-to anywhere yeah. you anywhere world reference. Yes. Uh, yeah. uh, and so slowly the world became 108.9 The Hawk. We'll do Valverde. an episode of uh, Under the Nest. Oh, where we, really where get we nitty show and you, gritty. We'll show you. We'll talk to you all about the details of like you know how this happened and w- how it happens every week. But on one of the patterns that we got stuck on early on that yes. we just both thought yes. was very funny was that we should keep wishing Happy Birthday to yes. Richie Blackmore to Richie Blackmore because <laughs> you had one deep funny purple. photo yes. of Richie Blackmore. Yeah, <laughs> that and seemed we would, to strike us as hilarious and it's really it's really funny that if you look up richie blackmore birthday on google yeah like a lot of our posts come up and they were like grabbed by other i guess radio stations or classic rock websites like oh we're celebrating richie uh, blackmore's birthday today (laughs) and it's all because of us and (laughs) you know so let's set the scene a little bit richie blackmore take us through this richie blackmore was in deep purple yes so uh, Deep Purple is, of course, a classic proto-metal hard rock band. They've had a billion versions. Mark God. 1 to Mark, I think we got to 8 or not, some ridiculous amount. Are we 21 amount. now or it something? It was an I insane amount it's, of Marks. The yes. main person that always stuck in there was Richie Blackmore. Mm-hmm. 
And Richie Blackmore is uh, notoriously pissy. <laughs> like, just I mean, like, you can look at a picture of him and, and you, you, can you, you will see this. Yes. <laughs> yes. And so eventually he was like, Ugh, Deep Purple's holding me back. Right. I want to get even more fantastical. Uh, and he had there was this band, Elf, that had opened for Deep Purple a lot. And that he Roger was like, Glover had produced. That Roger Glover had produced, and that band had Ronnie James Dio singing. And so uh, basically... Wait, wait, wait. wait. I, sorry, man. Sorry, man. I have to do this. You gotta. Moment of silence for the king, the man on the Silver Mountain himself, Ronnie James Dio. Okay. Truly one of the greatest vocalists that has ever existed in all time. I think that he... I think... you. So you know where I'm going to go. Freddie Mercury is the greatest rock vocalist that's ever existed for me sure the greatest metal vocalist is uh ronnie james dio yeah a very close second is rob halford he's up there he's yeah. up there um i'm gonna put jeff tate at number three from queens right oh no i'm not God, but i do like <laughs> jeff tate's voice in the 90s like he did you can't you can't take that away from tate. i mean mine despite, starts to get into that, like Thomas Lindbergh, Tompa no, no, from I know, At I The know. Gates. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah, see, but, I didn't want to go down that yeah, road so with it's you. A, so, it's a deep road. So either way, Elf opened up a lot. Here, Richie right. was like, screw it. I'm starting my band. And I'm Elf tired just, of dealing with this band that I don't deal with in Deep right. Purple. <laughs> Which they pretty much like, they, they, you know, Richie Blackmore is such a talent. He's such a fucking amazing guitarist mm-hmm. that like... He, Deep Purple just dealt with it. And it they, truly they, does sound like every story is we dealt with him. He didn't want to do it. he didn't want to deal with us and we didn't want to deal with him. They we had all had separate, the same separate yeah, they had separate yes. dressing rooms from him. Yes, yeah, separate it, buses, separate planes. And like it doesn't he had seem to nothing be ego. to do with them. Like it right. doesn't necessarily even it's not like an Ingve ego. I mean it could be I could be wrong on this. It's just more of like That's he wingy? wanted to be You're alone. Saying, you you said wingy wrong. Oh, yeah, Wingy Malmstein. Wingy Malmstein. <laughs> you yes. said it wrong. He's going to have from us killed. He is going farce. to have us killed. <laughs> Unleash the fury. Uh, yes. And so uh, he starts Rainbow. He's like, let me get Elf to be my backing band, basically. And, and Elf, just to go back one quick second, yep. Elf is the band that, like, they're the local boys that, yeah. uh, you know, Ronnie James Dio grew up with. Yeah. Started this band and uh, in New York, and um, they were called Electric Elf at first, yep. and then they just psychedelic in their name at least. Yeah, and then they dropped that down to Elf uh, when um, and there's a really good breakdown of this in uh, the Dio movie Dio yep. Dreamers Never Die. It's on Showtime right now. Tom Sharpling, our good pal Tom Sharpling, did a great interview with the directors of that movie on an uh, episode of the best show and we'll link it here so you can go to that and check that out too yeah. but um truly you know, piece together the history of all those bands better than yes. i've ever seen because it's confusing oh. because i never realized we're talking about it right now i never realized that richie blackmore had poached elf did not either and i have his new elf D- records i listen to elf like yeah uh, uh uh they're they're not it's just as, that one record right or is there uh, i think there an, are another. two there are two, uh, okay. but I've got at least one. Okay. Um, the other one might be collection of demos. Sometimes those bands get in some mushy territory with that. But yeah. Uh, so yeah, they so they start Rainbow, uh, and then uh, Rainbow is a huge band, um, and yes, they're basically 
uh, more fantastical, uh, a little bit more like of Richie being able to, they're definitely more mystical. Yeah. Uh, the combo of Ronnie James and the way he sings and his lyrical style, um, combined with, it's like an opportunity for Richie to bring in more, uh, different types of scales, different Mm -hmm. types of music is definitely a big part of it. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, and we'll get into that too. Like it definitely falls in that category where you're like, would someone who knows the actual traditional music this is tapping into be like, this is good or this is just a weird bastardization who knows. Um, but, and then, yeah. And then rainbow continues on for a while and then all of a sudden him and uh, kind of Ronnie have like a falling out and then Ronnie's out and they continue on for a couple more records with Graham uh, Bonnet and then Graham with uh, and then, Joe Lynn Turner. Yep. Uh, and, and then a weird name for the for the what? Ninety five record. The final Rainbow record. Right. Yes. Is that ninety five? I think ninety five. Yes. Ninety five. Yeah. And, um, then, and then a weird lineup for the last one. And then uh, and we'll touch on it only briefly. But and then he's like, you know what? I've I've decided I'm a weirdo and I'm going to go even weirder. I'm walking away from rock. I'm one of the greatest rock musicians ever. Yeah. And I'm going to focus on Blackmore's Night, my medieval music based <laughs> band with my wife. Yes. And I'm going to put out, I don't oh. know, 20 albums of just and- like Ren Fair music. And I've never completely delved in, just use it as kind of like a lazy joke and then yeah. only have dipped have in a too. bit. And yeah. uh, it's I'll talk about it briefly later. But yeah, it's no, not- no, because you texted me and I want to read the text. Yeah, uh, that you sent me about this. But just a little more background. Like uh, Deep Purple was putting out the Stormbringer album in 74 uh, and they had a uh, a new lineup. Basically, mm-hmm. um, what happened was uh, David Coverdale came in as the new lead singer. Yeah. And there was a lot of uh, back and forth, like apparently Richie Blackmore wanted to do a certain song and they and they wouldn't let him do it. Um, I think the song was uh, he wanted to record the Steve Hammond song, Black Sheep of the Family and Deep Purple turned him down. And that was one of the first things he was like, "Okay, well, uh, I'm out of here. You know, Ian Gillen's gone. Roger Glover uh, replaced by David Coverdale and Glenn Hughes. We also most people know from Jesus Christ Superstar. Who, uh, Ian Gillen, yes, on, yes. Uh, some great vocals on that. Also some Sabbath vocals in the 80s. Yep. Yeah. They, it's really weird just to like, and we're going to do a Sabbath episode coming up, but yes. when you start looking at all of these English heavy metal bands mm-hmm. and how they really just start to like, this member goes here, this yeah. member goes there. David Coverdale would leave Deep Purple and form Whitesnake. Later on, he'd do a record with Jimmy Page called Coverdale Page, which is going to be its own episode. We're going to talk about that Definitely. record. Um, Whitesnake like, was a mind blower when I started getting deeper into proto-metal and early hard right. rock of not realizing that they had like many records before the it's self-titled so, basically yes. that was like what my brother listened to in high school and her, him and my mother went to go see them live oh it's <laughs> it's it's really a different band 
Because, you like, know, there is always that thing where you're like, man, everyone back in the day looks older. But, like, I remember even at the time being like, oh, David Coverdale looks a lot older. The singer of Whitesnake looks a lot older than the right. other, like, than Poison or something. Like, would this would this woman really dance on a car would for this Tony old really man? And I mean, this I, guy I mean old. the answer is yes, because the guy's yes, charming on Twitter. Oh, dude, <laughs> if you haven't looked at uh, David Coverdale's Twitter account, I have never seen so many memes in my life. Just hang it out in Colorado or wherever oh, he is. Oh, he's just like firing them off. And they're on their farewell tour. Uh, White sure Snake, they're saying goodbye. Sure, yeah, good. <laughs> Did you hear that the, not to digress, and we'll get right back into it, but I do want to throw this little bit of rock news in. Um, uh, Kiss's end of the road tour mm-hmm. is now being pushed into a 50th anniversary tour. So like all of these markets that they've played in recently where they're like, this is the last show for Kiss in Los Angeles. No. Come on out to the end of the road off ramp. (laughs) (laughs) So here's the thing. If that comes back to, uh, well, if, why am I saying that? If that comes, of course it's going to come back. We're going to go see Kiss. Kiss's tour is like when you're. Uh, uh, trying to follow your GPS and there's that one section where like the GPS never catches up Right, and like for me, it's always like in LA, it's like the one ten section or like yeah one thirty four into the two, where I'm like, wait, I was supposed to be over there, so like that's what Kiss. It. Kiss is like, well, I guess the road's going on longer, man. <laughs> like, let's see what happens over here. <laughs> yeah, G ain't walking away from shit. Um, yeah, yeah, he's not walking away from shit. Uh, but back to what we're talking about. So Blackmore had all of this like infighting and this pushback from Deep Purple that re- never really happened as much yeah. uh, for him, or at least like, you know, the personnel changes and all that. That was enough for him to leave, grab Elf, yep. and start Richie Blackmore's Rainbow. And it's so funny, too, because like, I think like, it's like you can watch. You can hear the trajectory of Blackmore in both of these bands Mm -hmm. where, like, you can hear him losing interest. Right. And you can hear him starting to be, like, indifferent and with different ideas. And as I text you, too, it's like, in spite of himself, he still will write a great chorus or, like, a part. But you can – and it's like in – he left Deep Purple – and you can hear it in those records where you're like, he does not want to write any of these songs. He is just right. shitting out Blackmore style riffs. He's like, I want to start Rainbow. And then as Rainbow goes on without Dio, and it maybe doesn't go in the ways he pictures in that either, you can mm. hear him just shitting out Richie Blackmore riffs that yeah. he can just pull off and no one else can write. But like, you can hear him, the look on his face, you can hear the look on his face getting more and more vacant, his eyes bugging right, out more. Right. And it's almost like you can hear his head turning to the side of the stage and looking at his wife and being yeah. like, maybe I could just put on a Renfair shirt. <laughs> <laughs> you know that Renfair shirt that I got last week that I love? It looks Why really can't cool. I wear that on stage? They already no, no. let me wear my wizard hat and then made fun of me. Like yeah. my wizard yeah. pilgrim hat that I like to whip out now and then. So uh, before we hop into this first record, just another little Deep Purple nugget here is they put out one album after Blackmore left. Come Taste the Band, which is one of the most disgusting album titles I think I've ever heard. Yeah. Come Taste the Band. And then they didn't do another record until uh, 1984. Have you ever uh, seen the album cover for Gentle Giants acquiring the taste? I don't think I have. 
It's 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 a gatefold, <laughs> and it's okay. a drawing of a tongue, and it looks like it's rim, giving a rim job. Oh, wonderful! Good. And then when you oh, I open see it, now. it, my God, it's a peach. <laughs> oh, okay. Yep. It is such a bummer. It is a giant <laughs> tongue going down into like what looks like an ass. <laughs> I that had to have hurt sales, right? I mean, and by or the way, help? you did will know that we are. Uh, you will know that we are doing extra successful or we have gone out of our minds when we reach the gentle giant section <laughs> right, of our right. Hawk Rock Talk because I could go on for a very long time about gentle no, giant. No, I know you could. I and could. Derek I know Shulman. You could. We'll actually yeah. probably talk about Derek Shulman in our hair metal episode before right. we even talk about gentle giant. Um, but yeah. released on August Speaking 4th. Speaking of 19th- Renfair, by the way, gentle giant. Speaking of Renfair, <laughs> gentle giant right there. Rainbow. Richie Blackmore's Rainbow released on August 4th, 1975. If you ever visit um, Ronnie James Dio's grave in mm-hmm. Forest Hills, uh, Hollywood Hills, right here in uh, beautiful Burbank, California. Hello, um, Johnny Carson and Ronnie James Dio's <laughs> Ronnie grave. James Dio. Um, you'll, you'll find, uh, it, it says man on the mag, uh, magic mountain. I said it again, <laughs> man on the silver mountain. Uh, let's hear a little bit of that. Oh, so good. So good. Now this is like, you hear that deep purple, like sound like yeah richie blackmore brought that deep purple sound over to rainbow but the addition of dio i mean my my bold statement is like and maybe not that bold infinitely better than deep purple to me infinitely because like i agree it's like not just the vocal like i love ian gillian's voice but like ronnie is the master of like this fucking heartfelt and crazy like i like fun ideas about where vocals can go right but also the music is heavier generally less bluesy like yes. and, and has those elements where it happens with like it happens with like a lot of like uh, uh connected to like hair metal bands and like or like michael shanker where like how he plays his solos are really different like and you there are those ones where you'll be like oh that just sounds like a kind of standard blues solo but yeah you can tell blackmore's style immediately and it does it does legitimately feel like you guys wouldn't let me be as fantastical as i wanted right and if you're gonna also go fantastical who better than ronnie james James dio because he's gonna be obsessively talking about the same five things he talks about in every single song anyways yeah rainbows wizards stripes on tigers like all that shit (laughs) And the thing about it is, um, like, Martin Birch produced this record. Martin Birch had also produced or engineered um, Machine Head. Yeah. Made in Japan. So if if it's anything that, like, you know, if, if, if you're like, why does this sound so deep purple? Well, they have the man and the yeah. guitarist who knew how it was done. Yeah. But it's, like, it's so... I've real and it will touch upon it with the later records. Like uh, the choruses of Rainbow are unbelievable, mm-hmm. um, and oh, even God, without yeah. it's not just because of Ronnie. Like you realize that's like oh Richie knows how to write a great chorus that has a surprising bridge. 
Yes. Um, yeah. And, and the combination of Dio with that, like they both know it. how it works. Blows it right out of the water. It's they crazy. They both know how it works because, you know, Richie, you know, uh, Dio was raised on, you know, the Beatles changed his world. Like all yeah. of these, all of these rockers. So they, they were raised As they on. they repeat like 50 times in that Dio doc, he said before the Beatles. <laughs> thousand times. Like, you know, before the Beatles. Uh, you know, but he I, was I, singing before the Beatles. Most people don't know this. <laughs> no, you don't know that. Uh, but another cool thing about Martin Birch that I do want to point out here real quick. Um, you know, he record, he's the producer on this record, uh, Rising, Long Live Rock and Roll, that we're going to talk about in a second. He did the first few uh white snake records he also produced heaven and hell and mob rules for black sabbath i mean some of my favorite records right he also produced number of the beast yeah power slave peace of mind killers for iron maiden so for like you know this sound there was really one man to go to and it was martin birch i mean he he did that's a great if we're looking at it like just to, like like a bunch of Fleetwood Macs when they were like bluesy like heavier. Oh, and it, and he engineered these Fleetwood Macs, and these are like like this is the blues Peter Green. Um, uh, what's the other guitarist? Why can I never remember his name? I, uh, Jeremy I Spencer. Think. Yeah, Jeremy Spencer. Like I think these are more of the. Jer- I think there's one uh, Peter Green record in here, probably. Um, Let's see here. Yeah, yeah. There was one. P- yeah, then play on. Yep. He produced that, which was the last Peter Green. But then and also like freaking uh, these big ones. But like I'm a big Wishbone Ash fan. Engineered on the first I don't three Wishbone. Anybody Ash. has ever said that out loud. <laughs> you know me. I'm a big uh, Wishbone. A- Wishbone Ash sounds like a brand of uh, fucking. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you would like dressing. Wishbone Ash. They're like they're like, kind of oh. the beginning of like twin guitar. One of the beginnings of twin guitar. Yeah, could um, you list your uh, salad dressings for me? <laughs> uh, uh-huh. We've of course uh-huh. got a uh, blue cheese. Uh, uh-huh. Our buttermilk uh-huh. ranch is made in house. Okay, oh, that sounds uh, we, good. We that do have good. Wishbone Ash. Uh, uh, that's it. That's a- it. No, you don't have to say anything else. Could just put that on my plate. Did that Peter Green the end of the game record? The Groundhogs. Thank Christ for the bomb engineered, and I love that record. I love the Groundhogs toad which are this like german proto-metal band i believe like it's like insane like all these little things michael like shanker group michael shanker group gary moore cozy Powell's over the top which is yeah. truly an over the top record i had to sell he, it because it actually was too over the top for me i mean this guy fucking did beckola yeah which is like one of the only good beck albums it'll be interesting when we get to beck because i have a complicated yeah. relationship with him of trying so hard to be in i will beck. only do the first few beck albums there's uh, so many that, people I be like refuse. you would like the fusion stuff and nope. then i'm like i don't really like it does i can hear him wanting to talk about cars instead he, of he, play- he he engineered the fa- faces i can't wait till we yeah. get to our faces episode because i fucking love the faces uh long player yeah it's uh oh, i mean this crazy. is the man that that like did it he had the sound so they you know that's why this sounds so much like deep purple yeah a good deep purple at this time uh, uh time period here yeah uh 75 and another thing i want to point out here jeff is that he got his cover black sheep of the family the song that deep purple would not let him do on uh stormbringer yeah it's track three on Richie Blackmore's Rambo. Why wouldn't you let Richie Blackmore do that? I mean, I love this song. I, I love the Quatermass record, too. 
uh, I have that. That's uh, something uh, I've never listened to. So I'll it's have to, great because it was like that. I think produced by someone from Deep Purple in there as well. But like it's it's Probably. the main instrument is uh, organ. Like they, I think they might not oh. even have guitar. Um, and that yeah. was a cover of another thing. But Quatermass is a great record. Um, Damn, I never, I don't know anything about them. The I'm fact that you just sure told me I, that it is. I haggled with a record seller at the WFMU record fair because I was like, I had to do the like <laughs> this move. I don't know, man. Don't it's a know. little, it's a little beat up for 40. Yeah. I don't know. I think I'd be more comfortable with 25 or some shit like that. And this guy's um, like, uh, fuck it. Take it for 25. I don't want to talk about quarter mass anymore. Yeah. And I was like, thank Just you. I'll take, take it. it. It's free. You know what I realized? Like one of the things, like why Rainbow works so well too is like Ronnie, Ronnie James will bring you in. He's like a, he's a yes. master from it and he'll bring you in and he, and you hear him talking that doc, you've realized that like how much like his songs are about like trusting in yourself, like being who you are, et cetera. And you, Richie needs that because all he's doing is pushing people away. Yes. Like he's yeah. like alienating people. And and that's the beauty of Ronnie James is that they could be like, you know what? Let's bring in some like Egyptian motifs <laughs> in the scales we're going to use. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not afraid of a like Hungarian Mixolodian scale or whatever it is. Right, right. And you need Ronnie James to be like, this is not alienating. This is somehow yeah. when you're getting to like the temple of the king. Um or you're like, oh man, yeah, I do want to hear you yell at me like snake charmer. <laughs> if you don't like rock and roll, is a great song oh, title. I love, I love that. Love it so much. Sixteenth uh, century green sleeves. Love it. Just listen to that. Ah, oh, so good. So and good. And it is funny, like even the later ones, and we'll touch upon it, like even mm -hmm. when he's trying to not kind of sound like Rainbow anymore, there's always at least one song where he's like, No, I'm doing my shit for like seven minutes. Right. <laughs> like I right. need to do like some Just like, let me do my shit for seven minutes, yeah, please. Like an Eastern scale that you're yeah. like, I don't it might be problematic. I don't know what yeah. you're doing. Uh, but definitely has an influence on other styles of metal down the line. Yeah. Uh, like you, I mean, Rainbow is highly influential. Yeah. Uh, it, it, and you can easily, like, that's where I'll be like, oh, the, the elements of like, like leading into some of the heavier stuff even. And like the end also just power metal. And we'll get into that, especially later, uh, is, is there and hint like it's just like where i'm like oh yeah merciful fate and king diamond like i bet you mm -hmm. they were like oh we can do that like egyptian scale like basically like which is its own thing I, i'm sure it has an exact name uh of like what scale it is but you're like oh yeah that's why they were doing you know osiris and all those songs if but you I, look at every song in this record is amazing self-portrait yeah. is unbelievable so good uh catch yeah, I, the I, rainbow I, shit <laughs> Catch the rainbow. I mean, they're 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 years ahead of uh, fucking uh, uh, Skittles on that one. I mean, they really are. And Skittles, we're coming for you. Skittles, <laughs> you owe Rainbow some money, please. So the next record, 1976, yeah. they basically kick the members of Elf out and <laughs> retain Ronnie James Dio, <sighs> and they bring in some power players. Yep. So they get Cozy Powell. From the on drums, Cozy Powell, Cozy Powell. I I have known about and loved Cozy Powell 
mm-hmm. since 91 when he played drums for the Brian May Band. Oh, so yeah. he played drums go. on the uh, Back to the Light album. I don't know if he played drums on Another World. Honestly, he may have been dead by then. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, his drumming on on Back to the Light was just unbelievable. And my friends and I would always just be like, play it more like Cozy Powell. You <laughs> have know, you so ever listened to that like, solo, that over-the-top record? I, I have not. No. It's wild. There's just like a lot going on. Like it's there's a little bit like if you're like if ELP is too record. much for you. Yeah, his solo record. Okay. You're like if it's ELP is too much for you, this is going to be even worse. Like there's just like it felt like there are moments when I listen to him. I'm like, what am I doing with my time? Like this is a <laughs> lot going on. Uh, bassist Jimmy Bain and keyboard player Tony Carey. Uh, Jimmy Bain, we saw his grave. He's buried over by Dio. Uh, yeah. at the, in the same graveyard. Yeah. Um, and also Jimmy Bain went on to be the bassist in Dio. That's right. He also worked with Kate Bush and Thin Lizzy uh, yeah. uh, with Phil Lina. He wrote, he co-wrote on the solo albums that I, yeah. I hope you listen to by this point and maybe you have. Oh, I, ha- I listened to okay, when we good. did the Thin Lizzy oh, record. Oh, good. I couldn't the remember. The solo record. What is it? Solo and Soho? Solo and Soho and the Phil Lina album. album. God, they're That's a great album. Really uh, this album, of course, is produced by Martin Birch, uh, released on May 17th, 1976. This is an album, and I'm just going to say it right here, Jeff. So uh, mark it down. Everyone get ready. Everyone, sorry, I'm letting everyone know. I'm sending out the bat signal. Send out the bat signal. (laughs) This is an album, and I'm going to put a little tarot woman in the background here. This is a classic rock album that everybody should have in their classic rock collection. 100%. If you're going to have one rainbow record. This is the one. It better be rising. Richie Blackmore's rainbow is great. It's this great. one really comes together like yes. insanely <laughs> and, and the, the fucking album covers ha- better album than covers the first a fist, one a fist holding a rainbow just coming out at you like it's this is old a statement God. end of cabin in the woods like yeah. hp lovecraftian but human fist yeah reaching out of a tsunami mountain <laughs> it had one single it's starstruck yeah listen to that oh Let's get into some Ronnie James here. And just listen to those drums. Oh, it's so good. The sound is like rip offable. That's the beauty of it. Like, that's where Martin Birch comes in. Where, like, the big thing with this album, like, this is the one where I really realized how much I love Rainbow. This was also on the kind of i think it was like the shared short list of like records that my band panthers like when we were kind of shifting into being even more kind of proggy and proto metal and i was getting very into like realizing like the roots of metal stuff and how it could play into what we play like we -hmm. made a cd for our like vice record release party and stargazer i believe was on there it was supposed to be like collection of songs that rep like helped us out to write this record Right. So it was like Captain Beyond and this Rainbow. Was on there. Yeah. And because it did like even joking wise, we talked all the time about like there's no sun in the shadow of the wizard. <laughs> it would have a little <laughs> bit that we're yeah. like, could we write lyrics like that? No. Yeah. <laughs> because it oh, makes God, no, no sense. It's up there with a top five Ronnie James 
lyrics like yeah. uh, uh there's no uh the you can uh, the stripes on a tiger you can see his stripes but you know they're clean oh such a good line makes no sense i don't know what he's talking you know about those but stripes I love are clean you know you they're know clean it. you know it. if you can see them yes do you don't you see clean. the stripes are goddamn clean man. these are the cleanest stripes <laughs> i've ever seen um uh in, in 2017 this was ranked number 48 in rolling stones 100 greatest metal albums of all time i think that's a little too low yep. i think it should be higher there yeah um this album just rules seriously get it for your collection are there any other songs on this album that really pop out for you that you want uh people to hear i mean you mentioned stargazer so here's a little bit of that my number one it's an eight minute song it's epic God. uh and it doesn't feel like eight minutes uh man that really hits your ass all the they're all i mean honestly i think stargate is number one but they're all great even do you close so your good. eyes which is ridiculous like yeah. it's do you close your eyes when you're making love <laughs> like i don't want to picture any of rainbow making love i'll just say that right i now. don't no, no. uh-uh can you imagine uh, making love to Richie Blackmore just staring at you with those bugged with his out? Eye, his eyes, like, in, like maybe that's the part that gets aroused. Yeah. His eyes pop out a little bit more. That's when you know he's really feeling it. But yeah, yeah it's, like, it's a kind Richie's of Richie's cl- there. Richie's there now. Even if you just want it for the cover. Like, cause like, oh, come it's on. One of the greatest covers. This ever. is a perfect, like, it's Saturday night. You're maybe drinking or smoking in your basement alone. Mm-hmm. You put on Rainbow Rising and everything is good. And you're you, you let it go from there. Because you're drinking and smoking alone, smoking alone in your basement. In basement <laughs> and you put on Rainbow Rising and everything is good. Yeah, no, I love it so much. It's like a perfect, it's close to a perfect record. Uh, it really is it, it truly truly is it and opened my mind a little bit to like where you could go with uh, so? hard rock that you could uh have uh you know i didn't really think about like any sort of like catchy choruses mm-hmm. uh but also you can have these kind of epic songs that kind of go somewhere right. uh when when panthers did our longest double lp i love that record but we also maybe sometimes need to shorten those songs yeah Um, we just couldn't understand how it's like oh you need this next section of it um it's hard to do a double out it's very hard to even think of many double albums where i'm not just like oh that'd be a better album yeah we just went too long on every song we were just Mm -hmm. like probably like we just like we're waiting for the other person to like grab the reins and then right, no one right. would and no and you just kept jamming it out kind of a little bit yeah. but um i love that record still things are strange check it out oh people. 1978 they released long live rock and roll and this is the final album with ronnie james dio yeah and it's so good uh it's so good i used to have a shirt that was made for my the singer of Low Estate, one of my bands, is the uh, was the photo editor for Guitar World, and he would always uh-huh. have to do the like hot women of rock issues sort of things. Perfect. And sometimes it would be like photo shoots of like Playboy models wearing rock shirts, and he was yeah. always like, it was the dumbest thing. But he wants me. He made a rainbow shirt out of this, uh, and then he like all of a sudden he was like, they didn't wear it, but you can have it. And I was like, okay. Oh my god. Uh, you still have it? No, it got too funky because it was a white shirt. I can't wear white oh, shirts. Yeah. They get 
get filthy. White white shirts get filthy uh, fast. But I love. I mean, this album is just fucking great. They get a little bit. They're starting. You can see that Blackmore is like. He uh, wants a hit. Yeah, I want. He wants a hit. He's really, yep. and you know, long live rock and roll is awesome. The this song. is the first single. Let's hear a little bit of that. Screaming about rock and roll. <laughs> Truly, any song that starts off with a "All right, man," and I, that also kicks off the album. Like, sign me the fuck up. I love songs about rock. Like, I do too. I do too. And I love so- they, This is also uh, the beginning, like in the lineage of this idea that people are trying to stop you from rocking. Oh and yeah, there, there a is a. Like there that, is a conspiracy. <laughs> yes. And that's my maybe one of my favorite hard rock and metal genre like subgenres is just the idea and the, it was really again Man of War really but, pushed it over the edge but that anyone is really trying to stop you from rocking. <laughs> but in in reality they're not far from the truth. Like sure. there were a lot of like moms groups and stuff like that that like you know were against Kiss. Sure. Yeah. And like Tipper Gore going all, you know, out on, you know, uh, the parental advisory. Uh, I mean, Man of War again, took this 80s. to the ultimate level, acting like every music concert is a hall. But They're a coming hall, to like, get us. I mean, literally every song. Rock and roll. It's, it's insane, like Man of War songs. There are so many songs about how we're not just like fighting for, it, but warriors, warriors of see- metal. When you see Man of War live, do they like they tune their I imagine they tune their guitars between songs, but I also imagine they oil their chests. When I saw the last time I've seen them two or three times, mm-hmm. uh, the last one of the last times I saw him, uh, it was uh, the singer, Eric Adams, I believe his name would keep walking off and they put a robe on him. And then he'd walk back out. But this was at like Lamar. That robe just had to just like stick to his body. Yes. Um. No, I mean, the last time I saw them, they clearly have, like, speeches built in. Mm-hmm. It was one of the greatest, like, I was like, this is why I love Manowar. It's so disgusting. The Joey DeMeo, the main guy from Manowar, took all of this stuff and upped it by a billion because he's uh-huh. like, this is the point of the show where he's like, I want to cheers all of you. And then he started looking at a lady and he takes a Gene Simmons model. He's like, ooh, look at you. Oh, oh man. God. The things I would do to you. But. Oh, come on. But. But. Look at you. I see who's next to you. That's probably your guy, a fellow metal brother. And oh I would God. never do that me? to you. Are you so me? what I want you to do is wow. I want you to go home tonight when this show is <laughs> over. And I want you to bring your lady home. And I want you to make love to her. I don't think he said make love. I want you to have sex with her. In I think honor. he did say make love because it's creepier. No, he said make have sex with her in honor of Man of War and all of us. And so tonight I'm going to cheers is- to the two of you and drink a beer the Man of War way, which means you pop yep. it and then hold it up and pour it like a waterfall into your mouth yeah um, oh yeah truly truly anytime i'm having sex it's for man of war i mean that's all man of war does is that and that's the show i bought my wife a man of war thong and then she never wore it but uh, oh why i don't know i don't know it was very flimsy and kind of baggy <laughs> of course it fucking was of course it was man of war oh. lives up to man of war but uh that's oh. like the beginning of the shit uh lady of the lake is an amazing song la connection is like the beginning of like let's just talk about la here we go (laughs) 
And this was the second single off the album. Yeah. We get into it a little bit. You can tell he wants a hit. It's a little bit more of a modern riff. Even though it's old. It feels a little out of Ronnie's lyrical world. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. LA Connection. (laughs) That's great. You gotta love it. You gotta love it. Oh, other songs on this album. You've got Gates of Babylon, Kill the King. Kill the King's one of their best songs. Oh, let's hear a little bit of that then. Especially, I think it gets, It's. I mean, this was also a co-written by Cozy Powell song. Yep. Oh, listen to that. Oh, God, Uh, listen to those guitars. Oh! Sounds like someone's gonna kill the king! Kill the king! Oh, what it's a again, rocker. It's this, oh. Rainbow's a bridge between Prague and heavy metal, too, which yeah. is why I love them. So, I mean, because those are and like And Renfair. Yeah, and Renfair. And all of those are like some of my biggest loves. So, yeah, they're, it's yeah. all good. You can start to see the seams a little bit. Like, you can... You can tell that he's going to kick Ronnie out. <laughs> <laughs> you can hear it on the album. Kind of. You Where, can, like in the background, there's a whisper and Richie's just like, I'm going to kick Ronnie out. You can hear his eyes saying that. You can hear him like looking over while he's I'm playing, like, stop Ronnie paying attention out. to them. That's the confusing. He's like, stop yeah. paying attention to Ronnie, but don't look at me. <laughs> because a lot of people were, you know, Dio was the front man. Yeah. And like, you know, like other rock bands heavier rock bands of that day and age you know genesis genesis are the nicest to each other but they were getting pissy that like they would just be covering peter on mme and be like well i don't i mean he didn't really write that much right um so once he wore that fucking fox dress you know you put put the fox dress on (laughs) you are the cover of nme boom done (laughs) so exactly what you said happens Basically, the story is that Richie Blackmore was stu- was so ready for a hit mm-hmm. that he wanted to do the Russ Ballard song, Since You've Been Gone. Russ Ballard from Argent. We talked about him before. From Argent. Yep. We talked about him on the Kiss record. Yeah. Uh, the Kiss, uh, the un, the un-makeup version of the of Kiss Rock Talk, uh, exactly. where we talk about uh, God gave rock and roll to you. Right. And so Dio didn't want to do the song. He didn't want to do. Uh, he didn't want to cover, or he just didn't. He didn't want something like this. L.A. Connection was pushing it already. Probably yes. Probably was. Yeah. So, it's also funny, by the way. I did not realize this, and I want to verify this as a Wikipedia fact. Apparently, the photo in the gatefold is a Rush concert, not Rainbow. <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. And they just airbrushed out any shirt or thing that said Rush and made it black. Oh or my put god, Rainbow that in. is so fucking funny. <laughs> Someone, oh, let it, we got to verify that. If someone out there can verify it before please. we verify it, please get in touch. 1089thehawk at gmail.com. Oh, also, uh, by the way, in there is on stage. That's their live record. It's in right. that mix. Yes. It's basically like, it's a live record. You know, it's awesome, yeah. kind of. Uh, everything's a little faster than you would imagine. Mm-hmm. And it is the biggest thing I would say is it's shocking that they truly did open up shows with the Wizard of Oz stuff like you're like how did anyone grab onto this like come on uh with a big rainbow on stage but they would play kill the king all that time it was great 
So Ronnie James Dio quits Rainbow. Yeah. And then here comes Graham Bonnet. Graham and Graham Bonnet doesn't Bonnet. give a shit. Graham Bonnet's <laughs> just going to fucking, you know, he he will sing whatever the fuck you want. Graham Bonnet is just fucking happy to be there. Yes. Uh, Graham Bonnet has sung for bands like Michael Schenker Group, Alcatraz. Everybody loves Alcatraz. That's uh, Yngwie's band. And, uh, well, that's why I don't like them. Yes. <laughs> um, and, yeah, so Graham Bonnet joins. Yeah. And they do the hit. And one thing is, I, I didn't realize we played this on 105.3 The Bear. If you look on Spotify's numbers, this has easily double the listens of any rainbow song this is the top no, this is the number one song and it's but just like 1.5 yeah. million but just listen to the the just how it sounds this is rainbow now in 78 79 sorry sounds like arjun Now, the beauty of Graham Bond that has to be said, one, Mm -hmm. visually, because this goes along with basically like Richie wanted a hit and he kind of wanted to start sounding like Foreigner because he knew that they were popular. Right. And Graham Bonnet looks- God help us. The exact opposite because he does look like Don Johnson, Miami Vice, like style. He's got short hair. He wears like fucking blazers in like salmon colors with his sleeves rolled up. And and I think this is actually one of the funniest Wikipedia lines about something. His singing has been noted as, quote unquote, very loud by both his contemporaries <laughs> and himself. Because it is true. Yeah. If there's one thing you will maybe <laughs> notice besides that the music like maybe has changed on Down to Earth, which is the record he sings on. It's like he's blowing out his O-ring when he sings. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's partly why I like it. Like, it sounds like he's straining to get his shit out. Well, he's, tra- he's competing with Dio. Yeah. And how Dio is like natural flow. Right. And Graham Dio Bonnet does is not like, strain. Ah! Yeah. Graham Bonnet's like, ah! It's insane. Um, also, a uh, fun thing about this song, Since You've Been Gone, Brian May uh, covered this on the Back to the Light tour in 93. Oh, I'd like uh, to hear that. So Cozy Powell, was he, uh, yeah, Cozy Powell, uh, he probably did that because, you know, it was a hit that Cozy Powell played drums on. So, uh, so there you go. There you go. Um, hmm. How do I start this? Lay it on me. I want to hear it because I'm, I'm, (sighs) I'm personally shocked by my feelings on Rainbow from now on. Yeah. So here's my feelings on Rainbow from now on. Mm Mm-hmm. It's a completely different band. It's the Halloween three season of the witch. It, but no, don't, don't say that because I love season of the witch. And, and that's why I say it is Halloween. Well, three no, season but it doesn't count for me. It doesn't so we count need to for find me one because for you, <laughs> yeah, you got to find one for me because this album is, is, Oh, I mean, it's horse shit. This record, like making love, like to get the quality of shit that we got, on rising long live rock and roll self-titled to come from that to songs like love's no friend or their version of danger zone (laughs) love it um i 
it, the band and you do see you do hear that especially on the next record mm-hmm. it gets way into foreigner territory oh yeah and i hate foreigner I love Foreigner. I hate <laughs> Foreigner. So that's going to be an interesting episode Can't of wait Rock for Talk. Foreigner. Uh, I hate Journey. I love Journey. I hate Foreigner. So this starts to go into that area uh, for me. And here's the thing. This is a shocking thing coming for me because I'm Mr. Power Pop. Oh, yeah. This is the type of shit I should love. But I kind of want to hear that from a power pop band. I want to hear that. I would love to hear Since You've Been Gone by fucking Dwight Twilly Band or Shoes (laughs) or any of those bands like fucking Flaming Groovies doing Since You've Been Gone. It would have been I would eat it with a fucking spoon. This to come from fucking what we listen to on rising to come to this it's just such a drop down in quality for me which is shocking because all of these songs are written by richie blackmore and roger glover this is produced by roger glover of deep purple you know the purple's not doing anything anymore purple doesn't come back until 84 so you know this is kind of like a deep purple basically placeholder it's what yeah, Deep Purple Mach 42 could be right. if you wanted it to be. <laughs> but it's just like the quality, the lyrics are garbage. You can hear that they're, they're, you can hear how hard they are trying to have a hit record. And, and it's no longer in the realm of like mysticism and all of these things. All of that has just been shat out the window. And I do think like there is this like Eyes of the World is the, is the worst like, Let's see here. Let me play this. They wanted this to be a uh, Dio sounding song. And it falls so flat on its ass. I love Eyes of the World. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so give me the other half of this, Jeff. Give me the other half. This is our very, this is maybe our most Siskel and Ebert. Uh, Yeah. uh, Because I... I think Down to Earth is the one that I always was like, eh, I'll eventually buy these for a buck and just listen to them. Right. Uh, and then all of a sudden I was like, wait a second. There's something, it's certainly not Rainbow that I, at all, uh, except for like moments, you'll be like, oh, there's like a, a weird fucking Richie Blackmore idea of how to play guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, that'll, he'll, like, he can't help himself. But, Garlic Butt, it's, this one all of a sudden became where I was like, oh, no, do I love this record? Because, yes, they're going for Foreigner, but I think to me it more hits in, it scratches the itch of 80s montage Stan Bush AOR Oh, oh 100%, 100%, and that's why you love it. That's why I love it. This could go in it. any fucking canon film. Which is awesome to me like it and 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 i and 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 there is a bit where it's like look i love dio so much and i'm sitting here and i was like wait yes these lyrics are ridiculous so are a lot of dios but i love them in a different way yeah and all night long i think honestly i kind of want you to after this to watch the video it's a disgusting video but brought like a weird charm to it it's so funny to me and i don't listen to music because i think it's funny ever Mm -hmm. but all night long is uh close in some moments because it's like a song that i love musically for what it is and is also 
straight up one of the grossest lyric sets ever that Roger Glover wrote. Uh, okay, here we go. Here are the lyrics. Ready? Give them to me. You're walking up with your eyes on me. It's looking good, but I just don't know. I need a girl who can keep her head all night all long. All night long. You didn't come just to see the show. I guess you know what you want to see. The way you smile lets me know I can't go wrong. Also, by you. the way, you're saying it and talking, and then in my brain, I can hear how it really goes most of the time. Most of the time, we're out of nowhere. He'll be like, you didn't come just to see the show. <laughs> I guess you know what you want to see. Okay, now here's where it gets just fucking gross. Yes. Here we go. I saw you standing down by the stage. Mm-hmm. Your black stockings and your see-through dress. Your mouth is open, but I don't want to hear you. Say good night. <laughs> Say good night. Oh, let me sorting. give this line. I'll give it in how he's. No, you actually no, read no. this line, and then I'll tell you how he yells it at you. Okay, so it's say good night. You're sort of young, but you're overage. You're sort of young, but you're overage. I don't care, cause I. Like your style. Don't know about your brain, but you look all right. That is all. The, that set is like the grossest. Like, uh, come on. Like, it gets worse. I know. You're, your mind is dirty, <laughs> but your hands are clean. You're short of class, but your legs are long. Oh, here's the oh, thing no, with this my song. God. Yeah. Hey, girl, would you like some wine? What's your name? Are you by, by yourself? yourself? Are these just lines that Blackmore and Glover like? This wrote is how down, Glover picks up people. Next time you see a woman, here is at a rainbow show. This is what I'll be interested. This is what I was telling you before. Like I, I, I love this because of the music, but it also reminds me of, and this will lead into when we eventually get to Aerosmith. Uh-huh. I remember once, and I don't. This is the one Nine Inch Nails song I don't like. I remember once I was like, "Closer" came on when I was listening with my mother. And my mother was like, this is disgusting. Like, I want to fuck you like an animal, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, you're right. What do you think Do Me by Aerosmith's about? Like, I was like, that's like equally disgusting to me. Um, and and that is the interesting part about Rainbow. And that's the problems I end up having. This one mm-hmm. changes because I like the music. And I think Graham Bonnet is so ridiculous in it. But like, it, I realize that's one of my problems with aerosmith hair metal etc mm-hmm. was that like i never really loved sex songs in mm-hmm. rock because even at an early age and i don't think this is revisionist i would be like this is creepy guys it's not right, right. sitting with me well and that's where of course i love ronnie james in a different way because like, he's not really doing sex lyrics. He does no sex lyrics. He, there is yeah. like an, it's an asexual world, unless he's fucking that shadow, in, fucking in the shadow of the wizard. But right, right, right. In this, it's like oh, this one is so over the top, but it's hard because musically, like I can't deny it. Like for me, and then and so and it's so funny, but like also like I love Eyes of the World in the eyes of the world. I sing it to myself all the time. Uh, since you've been gone i love i love love's no friend i love danger zone lost in hollywood i believe is a song where they mention drinking at the rainbow (laughs) yeah (laughs) which is funny to me that they just but there's something about uh i it's a it's this is a record that i'm like i love and wouldn't suggest it to anyone unless i knew they were a certain type of person that's how i feel about this one like i'm surprised how much i listen to it 
and the, I'm the, surprised the video how, li- for, how much you listen to it. But also, like, again, think about, like, and maybe you don't know, like, how much I do listen to Stan Bush, Robert Tepper, 80s montage songs, basically. Like, that's a that's a big I just chunk assume. of my listen. Yeah. And so, like, that yeah. fits into it where it's like, I need more of these. Okay. And this, this air of rainbow scratches some of that itch. It's like when I first really got into John Carpenter's music and was like, God, mm-hmm. I need more John Carpenter. Like really it's just the main themes. And then a couple like, you know, stingers from some of the songs that have out movies at a certain point. And it's now just, at this point it's overwhelming because we just fucking get so many, you know, horror soundtracks out there. Right. But it scratches the, it where I'm just like, God, I need more. And there also will be those moments where uh, I think actually some of the, records after this are more defensible to fans of rainbow than this record because he slides back you can hear him sliding back a bit mm-hmm. but i still wouldn't push them on anyone i'm not going to eddie trunk you on this i'm not okay. going to be sitting hey, there man don't trunk my ass on this because he'll fucking but, go to town for joe but, stumpy turner or whatever that guy oh he's like is. oh joe lynn turner he's the best dude uh, I, and I, I met I, him when I, I was 14 years old when i met joe lynn turner he uh took me out and we got a we got a calzone together and he certainly has had that conversation at least 20 yeah. times oh, on that metal this show year. alone yes <laughs> on his version of that metal show he only does for himself in his basement <laughs> here's the thing that blows me away though here's the thing rainbow releases since you've been gone yeah since you've been gone which clearly shows just like the desperate mainstream success push i also like russ ballard that, stuff but that oh i like russ ballard yeah. too because i love argent yes but it does clearly show the push that richie blackmore was trying to do with rainbow and then dio goes and he's recording this when this album comes out. I mean, come the fuck on. I mean, it's undeniable. There's Case never closed. a world. There is never a world where I would be like, and this stuff is equal to or as good. But <laughs> I definitely would get into a long conversation with someone and eventually be like, you know what? I, I, I'll say give <clears throat> down to earth a chance. There's some moments if it was a certain type of person. Well, I did. Yeah, I did, Jeff. I did. I know, and it, um, it kills like me I how said, much I do sing like to the eyes of the world, like to myself. <laughs> so Graham Bonnet did this record, and then he just basically pieced the fuck out. Right? Yes. They fired him. He's out of there. He's out of there. So they do another record two years later called "Difficult to Cure." Yeah. Funny thing about this cover, it is a hypnosis cover. We could do a whole episode on me. Well, I mean, we're going to have to do a whole episode talking of about hypnosis. hypnosis and me bitching about ninety yeah, we'll percent of them. We'll get we'll get Tom and artist uh, Eric White on that episode because they both love hypnosis so much. I love them, um, and also, could they be the laziest album cover designers and that mean, are also created some of the greatest album covers all at yeah, once? Yeah, because there well, are this, like ninety percent of them where, like, much like this one, where you're like, it's just a crisp photo. Yeah for anyone <laughs> for yeah it's a really crisp photo that's hypnosis this, style mostly a super crisp photo. super crisp when they're pitching their co- their uh covers to the bands they're like well just an, just so you know uh this is gonna be a very crisp photo yes um but so grand bonnet's out he's out of the band uh, oh but the point i was trying to make with hypnosis is this cover for uh difficult to cure 
from Rainbow came out in 1981, February 9th, 1981, was originally going to be the cover of Never Say Die by Black Sabbath. Yeah. Which is the last ep- uh, last album with Ozzy. And instead, Hypnosis was like, no, okay, we've got another weird crisp photo. Yeah, Take this yeah. one. Yeah, it's this- people flying, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, it's, so it's the we, cast uh, from Iron Eagle. <laughs> that's the way it's like, we got the cast of Iron Eagle. Now, don't worry. It's a movie that's going to be coming out, uh, down the road. Don't, you don't have to, we've been working don't have this to research for a while. It. We're waiting for these kids to get older. We're waiting for them. They have to age. They have to age. Uh, so this is the album difficult to cure. The single was I surrender. I love this song. Not as a rape, song. Now, I'm going to say something that probably blows your mind. You love it. <laughs> I like Jolyn Turner. Yeah. more So much more than Graham Bonnet. I, Graham Bonnet is ridiculous. One of the reasons I think you may be, and correct me if you don't feel this way, but I think one of the reasons you can like Jolyn Turner is mm-hmm. he does have a pretty strong voice, but it's also pretty middle of the road like any Midwestern good yeah. singer. He reminds me a lot of the guy from Kansas. Um, mm-hmm. A lot yes. like the guy from Kansas, especially like some of those notes he hits in there. But yeah, no, he's a better singer than Bonnet. Bonnet I is just think... like ridiculous. Um, and it's 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 like comical sometimes, his vocals. I don't think that... Um, I don't think that Graham Bonnet knew what kind of vocalist he wanted to be. No, he was Rainbow. just like, fuck it. I'll look like, I'll look different. I'll just yeah. like come in screaming and like, you know, as someone who likes a lot of screaming music my whole yeah. life, I appreciate that. But I agree. I don't know. I don't know what Graham Bonnet is. He's and unbelievable. It, yeah, he when has, he would it, show up on that metal show, it's like, what is your deal? Yeah. And, and you know, he's a great singer. Yeah. He's a great singer. It just did not work for Rainbow for me. But here's another interesting thing. And here's a point I have to make about Rainbow. Please. Jeff, and, and tell me if I'm right. I think that Rainbow has to be led, or the lead singer, it's got to be someone from the Northeast. Yeah. Because Ronnie James Dio from upstate New York Mm -hmm. and uh, Joe Lynn Turner from Hackensack, New New Jersey. You know, part of it is I didn't really realize Blackmore was living in Connecticut for a long time. I think that is part of it. He's just like... He's still there, isn't he? he I think he lives on Long Island now, doesn't he? Yeah. He's just like, come to me. Um... Yeah, this album... Because he likes uh, to be as miserable as possible, so he moved to Long Island. <laughs> right, yeah. Where can I be the most miserable? Um, I I didn't hate this record. No, it's got some moments. I kind, of, I kind of... It does have some moments. You do see where he's still pushing that foreigner sound. This you see album, where it's pushing to that. Yes, uh, but it works better with Joe Lynn Turner's voice. It works better. And the bookends of this record are pretty good. The middle of it is kind of just middle of the road. Most right. of it doesn't, re- but like diffi- uh, I Surrender and Spotlight Kid are pretty good songs. Your Spotlight Kid? It becomes like a fast rainbow deep purple one. Yeah. And then, here we go. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I think this works so well, but it, it makes almost... that change. It's like, dun, 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 yeah. dun, dun. That's the Richie Blackmore shit where you're like, oh, right. I'm listening to Blackmore. It's not Foreigner. But here's the thing. This doesn't sound like Rainbow to me. No. 
this sounds like it's a Deep Purple record because Roger Glover's playing bass. Yeah, it's getting closer to like what Deep Purple would become. Yes. But it's also, and you realize the mushiness of Blackmore's whims. <laughs> yes. Yeah, uh, but it, it yeah. really, uh, like this is a bit, this There's album, a lot more of those like, boom, down, 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 which is like a Deep Purple progression and a little bit faster. And you got that organ that's just like, yeah, it's almost like John Lord is showing up. Yes. Almost. Yes. I think Freedom Fighter is a great song. Mm -hmm. Uh, In Midtown Tunnel Vision, I like, but also there is a part that sounds almost exactly note for note, like a Captain Beyond part, which kills me every time I listen to it. Because then I'm like, oh, I love Captain Beyond's first record so much. That was a life changer for me. Uh Uh, If you've never listened to Captain Beyond. I have no idea what it is. They were like this weird super group of like dudes from like uh, Atomic Rooster and all these like proto metal bands and this band okay. Armageddon that I love. But they were like kind of like Prague Southern Rock merge. Like they're great. Their first record, Captain Beyond, is like one that's like a lot of like uh, hardcore and metal dudes who are like we got we finally realized proto metal stuff. We we're like this is the record that bridged us. It's an amazing okay. record. Um, uh, but yeah, I think this, uh, he also, again, loves those Egyptian scales. They show up again in this. They, they they are right there. And I really feel like, I mean, we can roll right into the next one. Uh, 1982's Street Between the Eyes. It, you know, it, it, it works in the exact same way. There's nothing, there is nothing different. Um, it really works for me. I would say the different part is. Uh, one, I, I, this is the one Rainbow record for some reason I never listened to, but also there are one or two songs that you will be like, oh wait, that's Rainbow? I know that yeah. song. Stone yeah. Cold is one of them. Yep. This is Stone Cold. Like that isn't Rainbow anything at all, but it's fun. This feels like this could be a Foreigner song. That's the thing. All the, ver- all the verses feel like they're just like standard mm-hmm. Foreigner ripoff. Ooh. Yeah, and then the choruses. You're like, oh, you can write a fucking chorus here, right? Uh, Death Valley I... Driver is so dumb, like, but yeah. it's kind of fun. Bring on the night, great chorus. Eyes of Fire, Eyes of Fire, I love, and also the beginning. I know they didn't intend for it, but like the first like thirty seconds to a minute, when it starts kicking in, sounds like it could be Noi slash Krautrock, like okay. the, the oh, way yeah. the bass is playing. It'll do this thing where the bass starts doing a two-note thing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I should have ripped that off for Panthers. They dick you around here. I should have. Really, you, fu- you fucked up, Jeff. You but, should have. But, but the I, thing about yeah. like these records for me is I didn't hate them because they felt like I was listening to Deep Purple records. It didn't feel like Rainbow anymore. Mm-hmm. And I feel like uh, making love. I feel like making love. Yeah. I'm just looking down there and I see you and your your man. <laughs> and, you know, when you're making love to that man later tonight, I want you to think about Hawk Rock Talk and everything we give you on 108.9 The Hawk, the, the comedy. My God, I would kill to go to a Man of War show with you. Truly, <laughs> like you would love every single second of it. Oh, I'm sure I would. I'm sure I would. Just me um, and wh- and you would love watching me like lose it a oh, little, yeah, like screaming be, it yeah. and doing the Man of War. You just rip thing. your shirt off and just like oil yourself up and go up to the front of the stage. Everyone, I 
Rufus has heard the call. <laughs> Brothers of true metal, proud and standing oh God, tall. That is the worst. That is the worst. Brothers of true metal. If you think that's the worst, then you'll hate 40 of their songs because okay. they oh, well, all no, I think talk it's great. about Brothers I think of Metal. <laughs> I say worst in the best way. Yeah, they're I say the worst, worst, worst band ever. Um, and uh, here's what I'm going to say. I don't think it would have been as shocking to me to have this incarnation come right after Dio. Sure. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it would have made a little more sense to me. Like the, you know, you're going to have that grand bonnet. You got You've got that hit, you know, went top 10 since you've been gone, went top 10 for them in the UK. Still is going on Spotify apparently. Yeah, still, I mean, they, it's loved on Spotify. Uh, it'll probably be in, like, Guardians of the Galaxy 4 or yeah. whatever. Um, that album makes so much sense. Picturing, though, if you're not making choices based off of art. Because I do think that happens often when you're oh, looking yeah. back, especially yeah, yeah, classic yeah, yeah, totally. rock. Yeah. And it's like, it is 100% you can listen to and just be like, this guy was sick of not having hits. Mm-hmm. And he had been doing it for 20 marks of deep purple <laughs> yeah it was onto his second mark of the next band <laughs> yeah and we can all we can honestly go into the next uh band yeah. uh album to uh release on august 24th 1983 bent out of shape really goes in like it's the uh it's the joe lynn turner trilogy if you will i might as this one might be the ultimate halloween three version in there like i love i kind of love bent out of shape i realized really yeah I what think, was it that what, that did it for you uh I think partly that like Love Stranded, I thought was again another like when it got to the chorus, like, oh, I know this song. I thought Can't Let You Go had a banger chorus. I love that. I love the organ. I love the organ there, too. It just still sounds like this sounds like fucking a Stan Bush fucking candid song. Oh, God. Yeah. This is on the rad soundtrack. You're training. You're training to like, I'm going to do the final fight. This is so good when it kicks in. Oh, you can feel it. Like I'll if you want to, if you want to fight the demon, you got to make sure those muscles are ready. And I'm like, I'm your elliptical. I'm on the elliptical. I want to fight the demon. I want to fight the demon. Here it goes. Oh yeah, like I'm late at night watching a movie on fucking Cinemax. Uh, there you go. That is. I was what, just like 8 p.m. on Cinemax. Yeah, can't let you go. Banger chorus. Full for the night. Great chorus. Fire dance sounds like old rainbow. Street of Dreams is the ultimate. Oh, they wrote this, and I want to use Street of Dreams in a fucking movie. That chorus mainly. Let me get to the chorus here. Here we go. I was just like, Rainbow, that's you. And I'll say, I mean, and I love Snowman. I mm-hmm. think it could be in fucking a movie that's like legend meets Shogun Assassin. Like it sounds <laughs> like a fucking movie, but it's like you're pitching this to a studio and they're like, uh, yeah, could someone let uh, Mr. Garlock out? This is why my we're career not, will we're go not validating nowhere. your parking. My duffer brothers is that I want to bring some rando fucking rainbow songs into oh, some god. bullshit. But oh my god, I also think for going for like don't like music because it's funny, but I love it so much. Drinking with the devil. Mm-hmm. is so 
I kind of love it. It is just like got classic Blackmore progression in the bridge, but the it is so like let's do a Montrose song about drinking. Oh, it does it, yeah. And then when but you get to, a- if you remember the the choruses. Drinking with the devil, gonna raise some hell. I'm just a rock and roll devil. <laughs> Here you go. There you go. There Black you go. No, could this... not care less about drinking with the devil. Yeah, he doesn't he's just like, give a fuck. I'm gonna play these uh, guitar riffs over yeah. here. But the thing about it that would make this never sound like uh, foreigner. Uh huh. It sounds too much like Deep Purple. Yeah. And then Deep Purple comes back after this. Because you can't escape the Blackmore riffs. You can't escape. Like, in spite of himself, that's what I was saying. He can't not write an interesting Deep Purple-y progression, etc. Could you make it more Deep purple please? Could you get a bit purple on that one? Is there any way we could make it a little more Deep purple And it's like he doesn't want to do any of it. Like, you can feel he's, like, upset at himself for all of it. But he's like, can you yeah. fucking give me a number one hit here? God damn it. So, Yell Street of Dreams more. So, so Rainbow ends after this record, and they go back, Ian Gillen, Ian Gillian. You say Gillen or Gillian? I think it's Gillen, right? Uh, Gillian. Gillian. Ian Gillian. Ian Gillian. <laughs> it's Ian Gillen. Uh, Richie Blackmore, John Lord, Roger Glover, and Ian Pace on drums, and they release in 1984 the Deep Purple album Perfect Strangers. Which I don't think I've ever even listened to. I don't think I've ever actually. I can picture the album cover, but. Yeah. Um, and it's weird that I had, I mean, even just another connecting all this to Panthers. I remember when we did our last record, we brought in Steve Moore from Zombie to do like guest keyboards. And basically mm-hmm. he was like, what do you want me to do? And we just went, John Lord. Just do John Lord. Just, just like just literally. Lord. Like, can you just like, John Lord. we didn't even do any other references, I think. I think we were just like, can you just do something that sounds like John Lord? Because he's the man. Like, he's like, yeah, he's the man. Like, it, uh, uh, we'll get into it with Deep Purple when you listen to like Smoke on the Water and you're like, wait, most of it is the organ. Like, it's yeah. not the guitar. <laughs> like, and then they would do four Deep Purple records with that lineup. They did Perfect God. Strangers. House of the Blue, the House of Blue Light, Slaves and Masters, and the Battle Rages On. And then Richie Blackmore comes back <laughs> to Richie Blackmore's Rainbow. So I've never listened to this record until yesterday. <laughs> Not even what? sure I knew it existed. Right. I, I only knew it existed because I got it out of a free bin at WVRU, <laughs> the college radio station I uh, used to work at. Sure. And uh, and I had it and I was always like, I looked at the cover. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, it's I mean, it's 95. And I'll say this. This is what happened. I'm going to just read you strangers to us all. These are my notes to myself. OK. Uh Oh, do I like this? <laughs> wolf to the moon is pretty good that's the first song and this i was is just wolf like to the moon right here and i was like okay this is like power metal stuff that i listened to after and when it like i was like okay this riff's good it's not so of the time they're just doing the thing he does and then yeah. i wrote 
cold-hearted woman is kind of bad. Hunting mm-hmm. humans is really bad. You're Two of the humans. time? Wow, hunting humans is... Takes a while to kick in and it never kicks in. That's okay, the beauty of hunting humans. Uh, and then I just... Just wrote, know it does that for another 40 minutes. A long, it's, a, it's a long song and never kicks in. And then, okay, yeah. this is rough. Trying to do the time, kind of. Like, you can start to feel it turn into 95 as it goes on. Mm-hmm. And then I wrote, Black Masquerade, not terrible, not great. Like, <laughs> it was just like, woof, go do Blackmore's Night, man. What are you doing? I get it. You're trying to make some money here, but... Right, right. It's, um, uh, I don't know. The lineup included Doogie White. The Dukes. Uh, who also sang for La Paz and Alcatraz. Can't and, escape Alcatraz. Uh, can't escape Alcatraz. You just cannot. It, it's it's impenetrable. You can't get in. You can't get out. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for Rainbow, guys. Yeah. Because we're not going into Blackmore's Night. We're no, if you there, dip but. your toe in a Black Nor's, Blackmore's Night, which is his medieval music band that he's done with his wife for... Candace Knight. It's like 10 to 15 it's, records. Yeah. And, and I'm not not. It's great. Yeah. It's For what actually it is, like, like, if you want like a an very English medieval sound like Blackmore's Night, you can't get any better than that. If you're a person who sits around listening to any sort of power metal, Blind Guardian, etc. If you listen to Ulver and like Norwegian folk stuff that they're ripping off, if you mm-hmm. uh, listen to uh hole dweller which i listen to a lot which is hobbit synth basically it's like yeah that's what this sounds like her voice is a little weak it's not mm-hmm. the strongest part of it and it the works. whole time you're listening it to it, it you're like is it traditional or are you just like bastardizing it but who knows yeah. it could also be trans-siberian sometimes like you know it's all pretty yeah. good and it's amazing how many records there are like yeah you'd have to spend a lot of time on yeah. Blackmore's night. And I might. And we're not going to. Not going to. I'm at not all. going to. I'm not going to. I mean, my God, look at all the list of the people that played in Blackmore's night. It's insane. And some of them have names like Lord Marnin of Wolfhurst. Oh, he's good. <laughs> or Lady Nancy. Oh, Lady she's Madeline. <laughs> the Minstrel Albert. Lady Kelly de Winter. Baron St. James. Look, if you've ever listened to Falconer like I have, then you gotta check out Blackmore's Night. And if you haven't listened to Falconer, check out that first Falconer record. Yeah, there you go. Uh, a little uh, tip of the hat to Falconer. <laughs> um, long story short, uh, Rainbow Rips Ass. They are a great band. Um, and I do think, you know, the, those years where, you know, it was uh, it was Richie Blackmore and Ronnie James Dio, they are fucking untouchable. They buy those are, first three records, own yeah. them, listen to them nonstop, appreciate on stage live, and then secretly mm-hmm. buy all of the other ones for a dollar tops. One dollar yes. tops. That is $1 it. One dollar tops. And then you'll find that there are some moments in there and you'll put it on now and then. But mostly right. if you want to itch that 80s AOR montage itch, basically. Right. The, basically, the Jeff Garlock itch. The reason last night I realized where I, as I said on Instagram, that I was like, this Frank Stallone song was the one they used in that Martin Short <laughs> men's synchronized swimming sketch on SNL. Right, My mind right. is blown. And then I was yeah. like, who cares about that? That was a moment for you. That was a, it was a moment for me too. I was like, whoa, I had no idea. Alienating through specificity. Specificity. You can get the uh, t-shirt and mug <laughs> at uh, 108.9 The Hawk. And uh, yeah, I do. Uh, uh, one final thing I do want to say is I, Richie Blackmore is one hell of a guitarist. 
It's insane. One hell of a fucking talent. One of the most unsung, like if you are in rock and roll and you do, you love classic rock, you know about Richie Blackmore. Yeah. Uh, but he isn't as credited as much as he should be uh, by like wider audiences. Should we maybe be talking like, less Jeff Beck and more Richie Blackmore? We hey, should be talking. To say? We, we should be talking less Eric Clapton and more Richie percent. Blackmore. Can we just make a promise as a world to just never talk about Eric Clapton ever again? We don't again? need to. We've done it. We can it. just talk about Richie like a quarter percent more yes and it would be un- it would be perfect it would be perfect one of the greatest guitarists to ever live uh paired up with one of the greatest vocalists to ever live and it's really um it's I'm really staring at my dio poster as we speak we'll get to there dio with our dio episode down the oh, line can't wait for the dio episode and then of course our sabbath episodes which will be coming up the next thing we record on hawk rock talk is aerosmith how you feel about that i mean I'll be interested to see if it's as tough as I think it will be or see, it's not. It's not tough for me because I, know, I love Aerosmith. you Aerosmith. love them and I've never like You've never been a lover. No, I mean I saw them at Woodstock 94 and gave them the middle finger and screamed please get off the stage. I was oh, I also jerk. was stoned for the only time in my life and I wasn't feeling too good. So. Right, right. So well, I can imagine like being out in that heat at Woodstock 94 yeah. and you're stoned and sweaty and they're doing like bam bam Bam, 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 bam. I had just watched bam, bam, Primus bam, bam, and bam, Nine Inch Nails. Bam, bam, bam. I mean, please. <laughs> oh, my oh, God. we got to do that Primus episode well, soon, that's going to be a fun Jesus. one. When we, when we start getting into those new classic rock bands, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we'll, we'll get into that. But we have so many classic, classic rock bands to get through on Hawk Rock Talk, and we're going to continue doing it. And you can get all things Hawk at 1089thehawk.com. And uh, so much stuff is there. The blog, the store, we're constantly putting up new shirts, new mugs, new tote bags, any of that stuff. Um, We've been saying a lot recently, like, you know, please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and please continue to do that. It really does help us out. Also, one of the biggest things you can do for us is, you know, you know what your friends are like. They're your friends for, they like the shit that you like. And, you know, chances are good if you're listening to 108.9 The Hawk and you're a fan of 108.9 The Hawk, your friends are also really going to dig it, too. So if you could just pass the word along and get some of your friends, tell a friend and get them over to The Hawk, uh, we would greatly appreciate it. Uh, Any final words, Jeff? 2023, the year of the Hawk. Year of the Hawk. Ah!